Chapter 7 The therapy room was a small space a narrow rectangle as bare as a prison cell or barrer the window was closed and barred a bright pink box of tissues on the small table struck a discordantly cheerful note presumably it was placed there by indira i couldn't imagine christian offering tissue to his patients i sat on one of two battered faded armchairs the minutes passed no sign of felicia perhaps she wasn't coming perhaps she had refused to meet me she would be perfectly within her rights impatient anxious nervous i abandoned sitting and jumped up and walked to the window i peered out between the bars the courtyard was three story below me it was the size of a tennis court and surrounded by tall red brick wall walls that were too high to climb though doubtless some had tried patients were herded outside for 30 minutes of fresh air every afternoon whether they wanted it or not and in this freezing whether i didn't blame them for resisting some stood alone muttering to themselves or they paced back and forth like restless zombies going nowhere other halted hadded in groups talking smoking arguing voices and shouts and strange exitable laughter floated up to me i couldn't see alicia at first then i located her she was standing alone at the far end of the courtyard by the wall perfectly still like a statue yuri walked across the courtyard towards her he spoke to the nurse standing a few feet away the nurse nodded yuri went to alicia courteously slowly as you might approach an unpredictable animal i had asked him not to go into too much detail merely to tell alicia the new psychotherapist at the unit would like to meet her i requested he phrased it as a request not a demand alicia stood still as he spoke to her but she neither nodded nor shook her head nor gave any indication of having heard him there was a brief pause and then he returned and walked off well that's it i thought she won't come fuck it i should have known the whole thing has been a waste of time and then to my surprise alicia took a step forward faltering a little she followed yuri shuffling after him across the courtyard until they disappeared from view under my window so she was coming 
I tried to contain my nerve and prepare myself. I tried to silence the negative voices in my head. My father's voice telling me I wasn't up to the job. I was useless. A fraud. Shut up. I thought shut up, shut up. A couple of minutes later there was a knock at the door. Come in, I said. The door opened. Alicia was standing with Yuri in the corridor. I looked at her, but she didn't look at me. Her gaze remained downcast. Yuri gave me a proud smile. She's here. Yes, I see that. Hello, Alicia. She didn't respond. Won't you come in? Yuri leant forward as if to nudge her, but, but he didn't actually touch her. Instead, he whispered, Go on, honey. Go in and take a seat. Alicia hesitated a moment. She glanced at him, then made a decision. She walked into the room slightly unsteadily. She sat on a chair, silent as a cat, her trembling hand in her lap. I was about to shout the door, shut the door, but Yuri didn't leave. I lowered my voice. I can take it from here, thanks. Yuri looked worried, but she's one on one on one and the professor said I'll take few responsibilities. It's quite all right. I took my personal attack alarm out of my pocket. See, I have this. But I won't need it. I glanced at Alicia. She gave me no indication. She had even heard me. Yuri shrugged, obviously unhappy. I will be on the other side of the door, just in case you need me. That's not necessary, but thanks. Yuri left and I closed the door. I placed the alarm on the de desk. I sat opposite to Alicia. She didn't look up. I studied her for a moment. Her face was expressionless, blank. A medicated mask. I wondered what lay beneath. I am glad you agreed to see me, I said. I waited for a response. I knew there wouldn't be one. I went on. I have the advantage of knowing more about you than you do about me. Your reputation precedes you. Your reputation as a painter, I mean. I am a fan of your work. No reaction. I shifted in my seat slightly. I asked Professor Diomedes if we might talk and he kindly arranged this meeting. Thank you for agreeing to it. I hesitated, hoping for an acknowledgement of some kind. A blink, a nod, a frown, nothing came. I tried to guess what she was thinking. Perhaps she was too drugged up to think anything at all. I thought of my old therapist, Ruth. What would she do? She used to say, we are made of different parts, some good, some bad. And that is, healthy mind can tolerate this 
ambivalence and juggle both good and bad at the time mental illness is precisely about a lack of this kind of ingredient we end we end up losing contact with the unacceptable part of ourselves if i were to help alicia we would have to locate the parts she had hidden from herself beyond the fingers beyond the fringes of consciousness and connect the various dots in her mental landscape only then could we put into context the terrible event of that night she killed her husband it would be a slow laborious process normally when beginning with a patient there is no sense of urgency no predetermined therapeutic agenda normally we start with many months of talking in an ideal world alicia would tell me about herself her life her childhood i would listen slowly building up a picture until it was complete enough for me to make accurate helpful interpretation in this case there would be no talking no listening and the information i needed would have to be gathered through nonverbal clues such as my countertransference the feelings alicia and dangered and gendered in me during the session and whatever information i could gather from other sources in other words i had to set into motion a plan to help alicia without actually knowing how to execute it and now i had to deliver not just to prove myself to teomets but far more importantly to do my duty to alicia to help her looking at her sitting opposite to me in a medicated haze drool located around my mouth fingers fluttering like dirty moth i experienced a sudden and unexpected wrench of sadness i felt desperately sorry for her and those like her for all of us all i wanted and lost of course i said none of this to her instead i did what ruth would have done and we simply sat in silence Thank you.